Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. All right, that's enough of that. Football is back. It feels good as hell. Uh, what a week, man. What a week. It was so great to watch every team in the NFL play a game. Well, some of the games weren't great, but it was great to watch them. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Uh, even, even though uh, my Niners uh, kind of shit the bed, uh, I was just happy. I, I'm just static to see football is back. It's great to see it on the TV. I got some good, good takeaways from the Niners game. Um, I won't spoil it, but uh, Raheem Mostert is fast as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ. 20, I think 22.7 miles per hour. Fastest speed recorded by next gen stats since 2016 to re- Tariq Hill on a punt return, I think it was, which is crazy. <laughs> I'll drink to that too, which is crazy because the punt return, you have so much more of a head of steam. So that, that was fantastic play. But let's kick things and, off. Let's go ahead. And he smoked Isaiah Simmons, the guy that yeah. the Cardinals drafted specifically for things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Kittle were like, got to gotta imagine at the front of their mind when they were picking Isaiah Simmons. And I'm yeah. sure that's not what they predicted. But it did come away with the win. All right, so let's start. We were on the same page on the Chiefs-Texans game from last week. The uh, Chiefs were as good as advertised. Um, they really made it look easy. I don't know about you, but for me, it never really felt like the Texans were in this game, even though it only ended up being a two-score game. It just felt like the Chiefs were in control the entire time. Even even when the Texans, the first two drives looked pretty good and they came down and scored, they scored first and they then they got to stop. Yeah. You just kind of had an, you know, the Chiefs kind of have an air about them that we know we're better than you and we're going to eventually impose our, our will. And if you think about it, between the second half of their playoff game and this game, they outscored. They they outscored them like I think they've outscored them like sixty four to to seven or something like that or ten or whatever they ended up with. So I mean the Chiefs. I couldn't I couldn't tell if the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are a really good team. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell if this game was the Chiefs being really really good or the Texans being really really bad because they they dropped some they dropped some open passes downfield their defense looked ridiculous they did it the chiefs didn't even play their best game offensively um Mahomes missed a few throws that he usually makes um they They were they they dropped a couple of yeah, uh, and and uh, who was it? Uh, Robinson, I think, dropped two touchdowns. Two, yeah, two. Uh, well, that one who almost made a spectacular catch. I don't know that I would classify that as a drop, but he didn't catch the ball, so I guess at the end of the day, it's a drop. But they they had hand. they hand. had a few problems. Um, you know, uh, Hilaire was terrible inside inside the the five, but he was fantastic everywhere else. 
Yeah, so my takeaways from the Chiefs game, uh, CEH is, is good. He's a really good back. I was surprised he didn't have a single catch. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he had any targets, which really surprised me. Um, but he got all the goal line work, which also surprised me a little bit. Um, he couldn't convert on any of it. You and I were texting back and forth during the game that they should probably just, if they're going to hand it off to somebody, give it to Anthony Sherman because CEH uh, wasn't able to convert that but yeah. i'm sure andy reed will uh get creative to to get him some touches uh and he can convert that's the kind of that's the thing that actually was uh that that was a little bit concerning for me was him not not being effective running you know inside the the, the tackles yeah he's a little guy which he did look good just not inside the tackles inside the 10 <laughs> right and you know but they were you know they weren't playing the run they were you know, the Texans were playing it like, all right, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with Edward Solaire. And I wonder if uh, a more balanced defense will, you know, will, will put a little bit more of a stop to them. But you have to be, you have to be good on, on, you know, up front and on the back end. Because if, I mean, let's be realistic. If you don't leave somebody deep, uh, Tyreek Hill can, can go over the top. You well, they got five. They, they've got. Yeah, they got, I got a lot of speed on that team. But uh, you know, it was it was more the same for the Chiefs, and um, you know, they got in there, and it, it, it again didn't feel like it was ever a doubt. And I, I think the Chiefs are are going to have another game like that this week as they take on the Los Angeles. I have to like pace myself. Chargers. <laughs> I want to say San Diego every time I see that logo. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, don't think they're going to put up much of a fight. Chargers secondaries banged up I and mean, Derwin James out for the year. They w- came down to the wire against the Bengals last week. So I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't see this one being close. It's the largest line of the week or tied for the largest line of the week at eight and a half for KC and the over unders 47 and a half and Kansas city may put up 48 by themselves. So. Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be one of those games that's over early. Um, they're gonna they're gonna dominate both sides of the ball. This um, could this could be a game where Ceh runs for two hundred yards because they're running off the clock starting in the middle of the second quarter. I mean, he put up one thirty eight in a close game, so well, not close, close, closer than I expect this to be for sure. I see, and I think it's going to go the other way. I think Mahomes is going to. Uh, I think he's he's going to try and grab some stats this week. This will be the uh, the stat pattern. Yeah, I mean, look, Mahomes. He didn't. We'll 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 cover this when we get to to my Bears, but he didn't uh, put up the stats that Mitchell did this week. But uh, I think I think he'll want to catch him. This week. Yeah, he might. That that's probably what he's thinking about. <laughs> but but the Bears got the Giants, so he might he might have a little crown to make up himself. <laughs> so so the Chiefs win last week, got the Chargers this week. Uh I think we both have uh Kansas City in this game uh going away. I think this will be a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's All right. it, it's it. <laughs> It's not even worth really. But there's not there's not a lot of analysis here. They're just they're just going to have their way with them. Uh, I think there's going to be tons of points for Kansas City. Uh, maybe use this as a game to try out some plays, get their offense in rhythm, 
Chargers were a sleeper defense. I know a lot of people thought thought they were going to have a solid defense this year. And they're look, they got some players, no doubt about it. They got Joey Bosa and Ingram, and there's and and when Derwin James is healthy, there it's there. But I just there's I don't know of any defense that can really hold down Kansas City at this point. So uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy that San Diego. See, I said it again. That uh, L.A. is gonna going to be the well, one you just say the chargers the, the chargers. chargers the chargers and the chargers. and i think there are some some defenses that that'll give uh that could give kansas city some problems i could see pittsburgh giving them some problems the way they the way they they pittsburgh buffalo some of some of these teams buffalo. with uh yeah. elite corners i don't even think you necessarily have to have elite corners oh wow uh the Bengals, Bengals and Browns have just kicked off, and the Bengals took the opening kickoff to the forty. So good, good field position for Cincy to start. Yeah, I know. I mean, look, you you need you need good cover linebackers. You need a pass rush. You need a stout defensive line. <laughs> I mean, you need a, you need everything well, when you're going. I up think you hit team. you hit it right on the head. I think you need the the linebackers that can, that can get into some space. Yeah. Otherwise Kelsey's going to eat. And the other thing you have to do against Kansas city is you have to tackle. If you don't, if you don't tackle well, they're going to, I mean, they break one tackle on him. AJ green is down. Joe Joe Burrow to AJ green on the first play of the game. Terrible call by the ref. He he called it a completion and he's clearly out of bounds, but that was, that was deep. They took a deep shot, like a 25 yard uh, pass play, but uh, green's hurt. Uh, He landed on the ball. I think he just got the wind knocked out of him. He'll be out for four weeks. Yeah. Poor guy. I do do feel for him because he's an elite talent and he hasn't had any quarterback play and he can't say we're talking about he had the red rocket autumn years red rocket red rocket he's named it for a dog's dick how good is he really <laughs> <laughs> all right Those dog dicks get some serious <laughs> moving on Fal- falcons seahawks this is a game that we differed on you had the falcons i had the seahawks i'm not a falcons fan i will pick against matty ice every time i get the chance this is exactly how i thought the game was going to go um it was it was twenty eight to twelve at one point, and uh, the Seahawks were dominating. And Ryan padded the the stats with a bunch of meaningless yards at the end of the game. Ends up with four hundred and fifty yards through the ball fifty four times uh, for for two touchdowns. But uh, Russell Wilson was <laughs> was even better. Four touchdown passes. And, uh, you know, it, again, this is one of those games, 38-25, looks like it's relatively close, but this was a route. Yeah, Gurley, uh, and, and Gurley looked pretty good in this, you know. He had, early he had some bursts. They just had to abandon the run game so early. He only had 14 carries. And at one point, I think he had like nine for like 55. Yeah, and he ended up with 14 for 56. So, yeah, it was, it was uh, not, not a – pretty offensive showing it's the the falcons have tools on offense they have weapons they have a decent offensive line they now they have one of the best wide receivers in the game who's constantly putting up stats well everything but touchdowns anyway they've got a quarterback who will fill up the stat sheet but somehow it always ends up being meaningless they now have a great running back they've got a good solid tight end 
I think uh, obviously Calvin Ridley, best number two they've had there since Roddy White retired. They've got they've got weapons, but they can't just seem to. I'm not a big Quinn fan. He doesn't seem to be able to get the most out of the the talent that he has on the team. They've even he, got some players on defense. I mean, and he seems like a guy who's a who's a really good defensive coordinator. And that's it. And he's not a great head like, coach. Like Spags. Yeah. Like he's he'll he'll be he's one of the best running your D, but he's a little a little over his head when he takes control of the team. I wonder, he's got to be out this year, I would think. If it continues like this, yeah. Yeah, and it's, but, look, you know, it'll, that's it'll a tough division too. It'll be interesting to see if Seattle goes out and, and is going to be this aggressive every game and lets Russell Wilson cook. Because they, that's what they, they – they were pass first uh, – on Sunday. Yeah, which was uh, not their MO last year. They were uh, the second run heaviest team in the league. And uh, they only had 20, 20 running plays uh, this week. It was it was a little – the game script was weird. It kind of got out of control early. Um, they had a lot of success with their passing plays, so they were able to put up points. But um, the carries were odd. It was seven for Carlos Hyde and six for Chris Carson. I, I don't expect too much of that this year. But it, it was – it was more pass heavy than I'm used to seeing. I wonder if I wonder if Carroll and and Wilson just they just knew Quinn's defense. Yeah, well. and and their secondary is just not not great. So the uh, the Hawks get the win this week. Seahawks will play. The Hawks have this week. Seahawks play uh, Patriots. That's right. Yeah, I remember yeah. Belichick had uh, had like one of the one of the safeties running scout team being Russell Wilson. He actually said uh, something on the lines of, "I don't think there's anybody better than Russell Wilson right now." Right, right. Which I can't disagree with, unfortunately. No, no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, oh, we missed we missed uh, we missed the pre- uh, prediction for the um, Texans game, so we'll we'll have to come back to that. But all right, so uh, Patriots Seahawks for this week. Uh, I got the Seahawks in this one. I'm going to continue to pick against Cam Newton, uh, and I, I I just Wilson was so good last week, and Seattle has a lot of continuity, and I watched. Watch the Patriots game. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, when when we recap the Patriots game. But I watched the whole game. I watched a lot of games this week, uh, thanks to the uh, NFL Sunday Ticket shortcut feature. I have some concerns about the every. All my concerns going into last week about the Patriots are still valid, um, but they got the win because they were playing the Dolphins. But I th- I think the Seahawks win this one. Uh, they are at home. And uh, I just don't see, even though there's not going to be anybody in the stands, I don't see the Patriots winning winning this one. I think I think Cam keeps it close for as long as he possibly can, maybe into you know third or fourth quarter. And I believe Seattle has too much firepower in the end and has a couple of good drives at the end and puts them away. Because I don't think 
I don't think the Patriots will be able to keep up with teams. I know they have a, a you know, like a top 10 defense, but I don't think they'll have enough uh, in, you know, from the receivers or big play running, running back. I, I, I can, I can only see Cam making so many plays. I agree. So we both predict Seattle to go to two and O. Unfortunately. Let's let's look at the Falcons who will travel to Dallas this week. Um, <clears throat> we saw we saw what we you and I both expect out of Dallas last week. I I thought they were we're gonna have enough to get the win, but man, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like it doesn't matter what you do. Dak just doesn't seem to be able to be a consistent winner. He he has a lot of empty stats. They've got a great running game. They had they got decimated with injuries last week, losing Van Der Esch again. Um, Van Der Esch is is you know one uh, pulled Hammy away from getting labeled as uh, fragile. Um, Soft as drugstore cotton. The Cowboys are where you don't want to be. They're in purgatory because you look at the roster and it's hard to pick some spots where you would definitely want to upgrade, but they cannot win. And they replace their coach with a coach that is not going to take them anywhere that Garrett couldn't take them. Well, I mean, here's, here's the thing. I, I think the, the mindset of who they have is, is where they go wrong. Like I think Dak is a good quarterback but they treat him like, a, like he's a great quarterback. And he wants money like he's a great quarterback. And he wants money like a great quarterback. But the, the best player on that team or on that offense is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. And I think you have to, you have to center everything around Zeke and play off of Zeke. Like, I don't think Zeke should be second – you know, second thought. I think he should be the guy who's getting the ball when they need yards. And I think they should try and slow the game down. I know they've got, you know, Cooper and Gallup. And they've got all these toys, but do they distract you from your guy? It's like when you have, it's like you have a car that can go 200 miles an hour, but only gets four miles to the gallon. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so and and I and I think it was evident at the end of the game that that final drive. Even though I thought uh, Prescott made a really nice pass downfield, and I thought that was a BS call. That's, but you can't and you can't make that call. You just can't. I don't care if it's preseason, week one, Super Bowl playoffs. That was so taking almost, tack. Almost especially because it's Jalen Ramsey. You're Jalen Ramsey. You just became the highest paid corner of all time. You shouldn't be getting beat like that. Yeah, that was that was not a good call. So I feel like he got the call because he's Jalen Ramsey. It may be, but I think I I think the referee just didn't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> but um, but they 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 were dinking and dunking, and like I'm like time is running out. Like this is. Like the, the two minute drill is almost like they shouldn't even do the two minute drill. They should just let the team start at the twenty five and give them three down. That was it. It you 
if you told me that Jason Garrett was allowed to call the first drive or, or the first game of the season, I would have believed it because there wasn't really much difference between the game plan from last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's that's Mike McCarthy. So I, I don't I don't know what Cowboys fans expected, but being a Bears fan, seeing McCarthy um, two games a, a year for the past, I don't know, 13, 14 years, he really held Aaron Rodgers and that offense down several games, and uh, that's what we're going to see out of Dallas this year. But I think they win this week. I just I, I don't I don't I don't see any shot that they go to zero and two at home. I think they're they're salivating at what Russell Wilson did to to this team deep last week, and Dallas has the personnel to do it. And uh, they've got a better running game than Seattle, and and I think they'll they'll run it down their throat. How about my man Alden Smith? It looked pretty good for for so uh, I. Does not read, look like a guy. Does not look like a guy who hasn't played football in five years. Yeah, uh, he's he's shattering the notion that uh, well, he's been out of football for a few years, so he can't contribute. Right. Yeah, he he looked pretty good last week, L- looking like a bargain. He didn't look like you know, and and you know, I know a couple people made a comment like, oh, he looked just like he did. He didn't look like he did in San Francisco. No. San Francisco, he looked like fucking Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was literally unblockable. And uh, but but on uh, on Sunday night, he looked really good, man. Agreed, agreed. Which made me dislike him even more. Next up on the list, Giants Bears for this week. Uh, wow, what a what a game for the Bears last week. So. I'll I'll handle this one. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna sit back here. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a couple sips of this Crown Royal. Uh, watching the game live was really stressful, but Mitch didn't make bad decisions. He made bad throws. Last year there were too many games where he had both. So I feel like there was some progress. His mechanics are still off. He's still throwing with his feet not set, which he just doesn't have the – I don't know if talent's the right word. He hasn't shown me that he can do yet. He needs to – he's a rhythm passer. He needs to set his feet and deliver the ball, and he just wasn't doing that in the first half. However, some of the balls he missed were to Jimmy Graham – and Graham mistimed his jump on two of them, took 100% of the blame after the game, said that those were both catchable balls, which they were. But they were catchable balls when you have Jimmy Graham-style athlete on the other end. You should just deliver the ball to the numbers. It was so frustrating to watch because with a minute and 57 seconds left in the first half, the score was 6-6. And that's what I'm used to as a Bears fan. The defense was great. They didn't have – they didn't light up the stat sheet. They didn't have any sacks in the first half. They didn't have any turnovers, but they were putting enough pressure on Stafford to stop them from moving the ball so deep in territory, and they, they held him to no touchdowns while the offense sputtered again and again and again and again. And then with a minute – I think it was a minute 50 seconds, under two minutes left in the first half – 
the Bears got the ball with three timeouts and somehow only chewed about 30 seconds off the clock and went backwards. And that's the type of shit that messes you up in a game. And what happened was they punted, gave Detroit the ball at like the 45 with a minute and 45-ish left in the first half. Detroit went down and scored a touchdown because the defense was gassed because they were just on the field for you know 12 out of the last 15 minutes. Go into the half down 13-6. Detroit got the ball back, and they took it down on the opening drive and scored a touchdown. So we're looking at 20-6 to with you know 12 minutes, 11 and change left in the third quarter. Defense now, tightened up a little bit. They had some uh, – Chicago sustained some drives. They got a field goal going into the fourth 23-6, and then – Matt Patricia decided to do what Matt Patricia does and change things up to our advantage. You were saying? No, you know, I I think the, one of the big, I think overreactions uh, after the first week, the thing you saw with a lot of quarterbacks was some mistimed throws and some inaccurate throws. Which I, I definitely expected. See, and I thought it was going to be the defense that had problems. I thought it was going to be a defense that wasn't tackling well and you were going to see some big plays on like broken, you know, broken tackles or, or broken coverages. But the the quarterback play across the board, there was a lot of guys who who didn't start to warm up until the second half. Of course, Garoppolo uh, cooled off. Yeah, I was about to say he was the opposite, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was the exact opposite. He came out on fire. But, um, the uh, uh, you know, I don't think it was as big of a deal. I think it's more of a, a big deal to see how Trubisky hit some big throws. Like that throw to, to Miller. Hell of a throw. Touchdown. That's unbelievable. Hell, and hell did you see? Did you see Allen Robinson, the disgruntled Allen Robinson? Yeah. The ball was in the air. He threw his hands up. He's like, it's a touchdown. Yep, yep. Uh, that and also uh, somebody put this snapshot up. was fantastic. Uh, the last play of the game to Swift, uh, Khalil Mack was making the incompletion sign while the ball was still in the air, which was amazing. <laughs> they might have voodoo. Maybe, maybe they got a little voodoo working. Yeah. Because – that should have been, you know, and, and I saw Stafford got a whole shitload of flack. And I didn't see how he, how he performed and, like, the, the, you know, during the Bears' comeback and things he, like that. He looked pretty good. I think a lot of it was but, the play calling. He was in rhythm. He was getting the ball out quick. Their plan clearly was quick developing routes and not let the pass rush get there. He's got his he's, – he's down his best receiver. He still makes a perfect throw. That should have been caught for a touch, the game-winning touchdown, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't. I would have taken that throw, uh, you know, at the end of uh, the Niners game (laughs) instead of the one that hit Patrick Peterson in the back of the head. Yeah. So, so um, Patricia changes up. He's been playing zone the entire game. He goes man to man for some reason, Um, and that's. 
Trubisky is at his best when you're playing man and he's in rhythm and we're going no huddle and three touchdowns, eight, eight of nine for, uh, sorry, eight of 10 for 89 yards and three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. The three touchdowns were with one yard or less of separation, which since they began tracking yards of separation in, uh, I think it's been five years now, next gen stats has been tracking that stat. That was the most touchdown passes in a single quarter in the NFL. And he was money that I text you. Mitch is not an NFL quarterback. And it was probably about 45 seconds after that, when he started just lighting it up and, uh, he he's really good. At, you said something about Mitch and Baker and Baker. Yeah, well, ba- Baker didn't turn it around though. Um, Odell's fault. Yeah. Um, which it's Baker looks pretty good right now. Yeah, I was about to say Baker looks pretty good right now. None of them to four, Odell. Four fifty-five yards right uh-huh. now. Um, but it's you know. So my takeaways from from uh, Bears Lions are as follows. Uh, Matt Patricia is a terrible coach. Uh, did you did you see the post game where they asked him about his fourth quarter play calling? No. They asked him because uh, he's now blown in uh, two full years and one game into his third season. He's blown eleven fourth quarter leads. So they asked him if he what he thinks about his fourth quarter play calling isn't working. And his response is, I think I have one of the biggest play fourth quarter plays in NFL history. So I'd say my fourth quarter play calling is fine. What, he, one play? And he, of course, is referring to the Malcolm Butler interception of Russell Wilson at the one-yard line, which was called by his current offensive coordinator, Daryl Bethel. And I'm pretty sure the play call that Matt Patricia sent in was not intercept the ball and that he had nothing to do with it once the ball was snapped. But that's the type of arrogance that Matt Patricia has. And as far as I'm concerned, the Lions should sign him to a lifetime contract. So my takeaways from the game are Matt Patricia sucks, bring it on. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's hope for Mitch after all. Maybe. Somebody said that. I can't remember who it was, but it was, somebody said it was you. I, what can I say? Oh, my emotions get the best of me while watching watching this team play. Sometimes you just got to have somebody from the outside looking in. Yeah, uh, but there there was a look. There was a lot to like about the Bears. They um, now have next gen stats is doing a a predicted uh, yards per. Uh, predicted yards per attempt, predicted yards per carry uh, after week one. Now, granted, week one is a very small sample size. There's not a lot you could take away from it, but it has to do with the uh, blocking performance of the line, the uh, of the running backs. Chicago's running game was amazing last week. They ran for 150 yards. They spread, spread it around quite a bit, um, and they're actually now projected to lead the NFL in yards per carry for the rest of the season at 5.5 yards per carry. Oh, get in there. Go, 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 go. Touchdown. I just won 68 bucks. Fuck yeah. Woo-hoo. Nick Chubb with the touchdown. That doesn't I'll help. Take it, I'll take it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, there was a, there was a lot of good. 
Uh, Nagy completely changed up his scheme to an outside zone. Cordero Patterson looked like a fucking running back. There was, there was a lot of good stuff, and we didn't play our best game defensively. Um, Robert Quinn didn't see the field. Uh, he's going to play this week and destroy the, uh, the Giants. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so we, we spent a lot of time on the Bears. Uh, Bears-Giants this week, who you got? Oh, uh, damn, this is a hard one, but I'm going to go Bears. Um, I actually didn't think uh, – I didn't think the Giants played horribly against Pittsburgh. Um, me, me neither. I mean, for, here's the thing. for how they, much Daniel Jones was running for his life, I thought they did okay. Yeah. They, they got to Jones. They stacked the box. They took Barkley out of, the, out of the game. I thought Daniel Jones played pretty well for what they asked him to do. But, I, you know, again, I think, you know, you get Jason Garrett. And I think Jason Garrett's imprint was all over this game. He was, uh, he was beating the proverbial dead horse. Um, I understand staying with the, the running game. You know, the game was close in the third quarter. Um, but they're just running. It, it looked like they were running the same plays over and over again. Sweep left, sweep right. And it, it was it was scary watching him try to fight. I mean, because knowing as, you know, just pure runner getting the ball and, and finding the hole and going and just seeing how he was getting destroyed, it's just – it's uh, – it's an indictment of the Giants' offensive line, and it's it's uh, praise for the Steelers' defense. I mean, they were fantastic. It was like um, you know, in Madden when you do it, engage eight, and you just do like the the all out blitz. Yeah, they they really didn't have any respect for for Jones, which he made him pay on the one play, uh, the deep shot to Slayton. Yeah, Slayton Slayton looks Slayton looks good. He looks good. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's how people are going to play the Giants this year. They're going to they're going to live. They're going to say Daniel Jones is probably going to make a mistake or two, which is going to separate them from us, and we're not going to let Saquon get off. I, I think the Bears are going to have a similar game plan to to what the Steelers did last week. Um, you know, D- D- Dupree was great, uh, T.J. Watt was great, and uh, they're going to come at him with with. Quinn and Mac and uh, I, the defense I think is pissed off with the way they played last week uh, because even, even though they were put in some, some not great positions by the offense um, they, they definitely could be better. Uh, and, and I thought Jalen Johnson was great last week. I mean, he got trucked by uh, Marvin Jones and that's what everybody sees on the highlights, but um, pro football focus had him as the, the number one graded uh, rookie player last week. And he, he was, he was really good. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely got the Bears in this one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an, I think that's that's going to be one of the easier games to call this week. Yeah. Um, let's see. So the Browns are now up on on Bengals seven three after that Nick Chubb touchdown. That was beautiful. They FanDuel put up an odds boost right before the the game started. So I threw ten bucks on it and just won sixty eight bucks with that touchdown. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, Lions, uh, the aforementioned uh, terrible uh, coached, terribly coached football team heading to Green Bay. Uh, Everything we said about Minnesota secondary was on display last week. We, we were concerned about the rookies. Uh, 
you got to take these reports coming out of training camp this year with a huge grain of salt and how, how good uh, Dantzler looked and how good um, – uh, what's his name? What's the other corner they got? Drawing a blank. Uh, uh, the guy from TCU. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But how, how, good, how good these corners looked. And I just thought to myself, two rookie corners against Aaron Rodgers, I don't care how good they looked. He's going to chew them up. And it took him a little while to get going, but that's, that's what he did. Well, look, he threw the ball to Devontae Adams like every time because they just couldn't cover Devontae Adams. I think he had 19 targets. Something, he had something crazy like that. Well, he ended up with 14 catches, so he had at least 15 targets, 14 targets. But, yeah, um, I, this, is, this is the lock of the week for me. I, th- there is no shot that the Lions beat the Packers. No shot. I wouldn't say no shot because I think, uh, you know, I already said it. I already said it. I think week one was the just a melting pot, a pot of overreactions in, in all kinds. Last week, last year we went crazy uh, over Aaron Rodgers week one performance. You remember that game? Uh, no. No, oh. no, no, but I'll take your word for it, so let's move on. <laughs> oh, Burrow sacked. Yeah, I mean, we went, we went crazy over, over uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers can't still play, but I think he's going to, uh, as the season goes on, have, have some more trouble. With with some of these teams, I'm not saying the Lions are going to give them that trouble, but with, with the injuries, so- with the injuries, the Lions have in the secondary. Trufant's out. Um, Coleman is now on IR. Uh, there, uh, the line is six and a half right now. That's what I laid the bet on. If it were, I think if it were twelve, I would be willing to bet the Packers. Just watching the watching both games last week and seeing the caliber of football the Lions have versus Green Bay, which I still think is going to take a huge step back from last week. I mean, it's, I mean, I anything can happen, right? Any given Sunday, that's what they say. I just, uh, I don't think this is the Sunday. Oh, how could we? Th- uh, I, sorry, I, I gotta, I gotta backtrack a little bit. I mean, we are still talking about the Lions Packers, but. Adrian Peterson still has it. He really does. What do you get? 14 for 93? 14 for 93. And um, I think about half of those yards came off of two carries. So he um, he looks good, man. He's, he's still got it. I don't, I don't know what he does. The, I guess the, the Redskins, I'm, I'm sorry, the Washington football team, <laughs> uh, they said, they said, look, this didn't have anything to do with Adrian Peterson. Adrian uh, it's Peterson just a youth movement. Player. Yeah, they just say Gibbons looked really good, and uh, that's that's the direction they wanted to go in, and they didn't want him to take carries away from the young guys. But uh, I mean, it it doesn't surprise me one bit to see uh, Adrian Peterson perform like this later in his career. I mean, he's he's a product of OU, so. 
That's enough said right there. Yeah. All right, so we're in agreement on the Packers, right? We are in agreement in the Packers, uh, except right. for I don't know if it's a lock, but I think they'll win. Gotcha. All right, so we're all on the same page so far. Uh, <laughs> Jag Jags Titans. Holy shit! Um, the Jaguars are even bad at losing. <laughs> it, Gardner Minshew had one incomplete pass last week. One. Hey, who does he be as Phil Sims? I mean, <laughs> he he seems like. I'm trying to think of a quarterback with 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 the with the comps of of Garner Minshew. I it's it's Man. it's disrespectful to say Tebow, but what I think of is Minshew is he he seems to have ice water in his veins and he doesn't well, yeah. care who he's playing with or who he's playing against and he does he just seems to win. I thought you were going to jump all over it when I said McMahon. Maybe, because, maybe. I mean, he certainly he certainly got the same personality. No doubt about right. that. He, he doesn't have he doesn't have like it's not like Dan Marino, Brett Favre talent or anything like that. He's not a big he's not a bad talent. He doesn't have no talent, but he's got that bravado. Like, listen, we're not even supposed to win, so I really don't give a shit if we win, but we're going to win because I'm going to like, he's, he's trying shit. You know, that, like, you hit the nail on the head. Like if he's not on the Jags, does he have the pressure of a winning franchise and wanting to fill the right. stands and, and, and perform well? He's just like, fuck it. I'm playing football in the backyard. I mean, right. it's like, uh, you know what? I'll just push this one downfield. I don't give a shit. But, but I, th- I think this is a legit question. We have to start asking. Holy shit. Uh, the, Bengals just lost about 20 yards on a bad snap. Bungles. Um, Phillip Rivers. The Chargers lost some of the most ridiculous games over the past two years in Phillip Rivers' tenure in in San Diego slash L.A. Is he a winner? I mean, he's never actually won anything. Is he? So, all right. So, let me rephrase that. Is he a loser? Because it certainly seems like wherever he goes, they can't win anything. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a loser. I, I just wouldn't call him a winner. Like, this is – Is he, is he just can, a guy? Because he's, got, he's he, got some impressive stats. Is he Jag? <laughs> here's the thing. You put some of the talent that he's had around him with some of these other guys, even guys that were in his draft class. Um, you put you put that talent. You give Eli that talent. Eli won two Super Bowls and didn't have n- anywhere near the talent that Philip Rivers. Absolutely. Had. I mean, you know, he he's had, never he had he's never had <laughs> never had a running back like Tomlinson. I don't know if he's. I mean, he's. I don't know if he's had anybody you could say was better than Melvin Gordon. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Hundred percent. You know, and then you get to receivers. His best receiver, maybe Plaxico. That De- um, definitely not or, as good as Keenan Allen or Cruz. One of those two. And how about Keenan Allen? He's had Gates. He's had Hunter Henry. 
he's had some big time players. And they had a number one defense when he came in the league. So uh, do I think he's a loser? I wouldn't call him a loser because, I mean, he's, he's had like a 17-year NFL career. <laughs> so I'm not going to call him a loser. He's a plus, loser last week. Plus the guy knows how to get the, he knows how to get the puck past the goalie. Clearly. <laughs> so he wins there. But because he's had sex at least a lot. Um, unless he's trying to pull out. We don't know. Maybe he sucks at that too. <laughs> he might be. He's not throwing any. He's not throwing any interceptions in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's getting intercepted in there. <laughs> maybe maybe he should put uh, you know like a DB inside of his wife, <laughs> knocking her up. <laughs> but no, I I mean I I just I think he's I think he's a good guy, a good quarterback who filled up the stats and. Was he was just good enough to give Charger fans hope and to let them down? I think that's that's how good he is. Yeah. Well, he look he threw for a lot of yards again this week, um, but they 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 couldn't get it done. But he uh, he did play with what like a, a torn ACL. He did. He's he's oh he's tough. There's no doubt about that. I I really do he's think he, he he's a really he's tough guy. Yeah, anybody that, that can get away with wearing uh, – what do they call those, a bolo? Bolos. Uh, anybody that can get away with wearing a bolo. Um, I got about 15 of them in my closet. <laughs> um, anybody that can get away with that is, is a tough guy, but didn't, didn't really help him last week. So uh, Jags-Titans this week, another divisional game, back-to-back divisional games for the Jags. If they can win this one, if they can win this one um, – <laughs> they uh they're gonna turn some heads i i will not be going with the jags i think I, that... I will not either um i think derrick henry's gonna run the ball down their throats 31 carries for henry last week 34 touches in total um cory davis back from the dead he looked pretty good last week uh aj money. money yeah yeah well it's amazing how that happens right you know, all your, they, all your uh, potential comes out when, when you're ready to get paid for it. Titans didn't pick up his option. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Him and Trubisky you know, better ball out this year. Maybe they can play together wherever they're at next year. Oh, Nick, Nick Chubb with a nice 15-yard run. Um, so, Jags-Titans this week. Uh, I The Titans didn't look perfect last week. Uh, I thought um, – they kind of let Denver hang around in that game when they they maybe should have blown them out a little bit. You know, the, you got their their best receivers out. Um, the game flow was a little weird. Derrick Henry didn't have any room to run. Tannehill was what I thought he was last week. <laughs> You know, he was he was okay. He made some throws. Um he didn't really turn the ball over, so uh but Yeah, I, and 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 that I think that's what he is. You know, I don't I don't think touchdown for Beckham. Know, yeah, I saw it. Forty three. Forty three yards. But um Tannehill is what he is. I don't think he's he, he, he reminds me of like an Alex Smith. 
which you know, which you, can be good. Which which can be good if, as long as you have the right game plan. As long as you're not asking him to every week, hey, we're gonna go out there and win it on your arm. That's it's not gonna work out. Is it's not gonna work out that well. But if you say, hey, we're gonna give the ball to Henry when I need you to throw, throw it. You know, and complete it. Don't turn it over. Yeah, he did. He did that last week. Um, so I got Titans this week. I got the Titans. Yeah, Titans big. I got the Titans big. Uh, this is this is one of the only games. This one coming up here, one of the only games on the schedule that it requires a little bit of thought for me. Uh, Vikings Colts. Uh, we talked about the Vikings. Uh, they just did not look good at all last week. Um, Dalvin Cook only got 12 carries. That's not what they want. He got in the end zone twice. Um, but it, they caught up to the to the Packers at the end. And but that was all. That was all. Like, it, yeah, it, it was. It's it. It's one of those things where if you watch the game, you have one take on it, and if you look at the score. You have another take on it. Um, they they didn't look very good. I still have a ton of questions about this team. They signed or they traded for Ngakwe, and everybody was kind of going nuts. But Ngakwe was just replacing Everson Griffin. So I mean, they had two really good pass rushers last year, um, and they were good. Obviously, you know they made the playoffs, but people were acting like that tips the scales for, for the Vikings. And for me, that just leveled them out to where they were, but then they still have to overcome their, the, uh, the massive losses in the secondary that were clearly exposed last week. So I, I think the Vikings have a lot of deficiencies, but I think, I think where they, the, the biggest exposure they have is, is now that Stefan Diggs is gone. Yeah. You know, and I, I like Thielen. I think he's a good player, but I think he's – I don't want to say he's the number two, definitely, but I don't think he's a solid number one. He Look, he filled a, up the stat sheet last week, but your number two receiver is B.C. That was, Johnson. That was, when the, that was when the game was over. It's garbage time. Yeah. He had he, – I mean, Kirk Cousins completed two passes in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Typical Kirk. But at one point, he was two for two with, like, 40 seconds left in the first half. And yeah. I'm like, I don't even know how – like, I, I know Garoppolo had, like, four or five passing attempts in a game in the playoffs last year uh, against the Packers. But we were beating the dog shit out of the Packers. They were down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were down and still couldn't pass the ball. So I don't know. I think they might have tried, you know, uh, that we're going to just pound the ball because the Packers are, so, you know, soft kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't know. It was it, – it got, it got crazy at the end of the first half. I think in the last 40 seconds, I think there was like 17 points scored. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a flurry, and then it was, and then that was just it from there. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it, it 
they they signed Dalvin Cook to that big contract uh, two days before the game, and then and then uh, he averages exactly half of the yards per carry that his backup Alexander Madison averages for the game. Uh, that's not what you want. No, no, and and don't get me wrong. I think Dalvin Cook's a good running back. I just he's not the guy I'm going to pay. I got reservations about Cook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially injury concerns and and the like. Um, I feel like he gets he gets some he has some big games against uh, some bad teams enough that. It, you know his his stats and his highlight sheet, his highlight tape look look really good. Mm-hmm. But I think when when teams zone in to stop him, he you know he can be stopped. Yeah. Uh, Colts offensive line was a little banged up last week. Uh, Anthony Costanzo, I think, is is uh, healthy and is going to play this week. I actually, this is going to sound cruel, and apologies to Marlon Mack and family, but I think the Marlon Mack injury is a good thing. For the Colts, uh, the more the more they give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, the better. Uh, I think they don't go zero and two this week at home, and they come away with the win. And the Vikings dropped zero and two. I agree, and I agree. It was pretty shitty that you said that about Marlon. <laughs> it's pretty pretty shitty. Um, but, it's a good uh, thing for I, the team. I, it's not a good thing for Marlon Mack. You don't wish injury on anybody. I was big on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, even at the draft. I, I think it just better. accelerates what would have happened eventually. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the guy was – it's amazing how unstoppable somebody could be in college and they just don't get much of any consideration. Like, he's he's not I, – I know the prototypical back right now for the NFL is – you want one of these like Camara, McCaffrey, scat back kind of guys, but mm-hmm. a guy that can that can run in between the tackles and and he's he's fast too. He can move. Yeah, absolutely. So right. so so I far, so far we're on the same page on every single one of these. Uh, I have a feeling we'll be on the same page with this one as well. Bills Dolphins. Uh, the Bills Jets last week was to me the the easiest call. On the board, I think the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. Um, they had some injuries coming out of last week's game, which uh, takes Le'Veon off the board. They're just shitty. They don't have you. I don't. I don't even know what the the strength of the Jets would be. The Bills may be the best team in that division. Josh Allen looked fantastic last week. Uh, threw the for Jets over three hundred really yards. They're really good at kickoffs. Really good at kickoffs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They, they, uh, Josh Allen ran the ball. He, I think he had over 50 yards rushing, uh, threw for a couple of touchdowns. Stefan Diggs was a solid, reliable target, uh, eight catches for 86 yards last week. Um, it, that, that was the no brainer. The another good return by the Bengals. Bengals getting good field position. They just haven't done shit with it. Um, uh, the Bills. Had their way with the Dolph, uh, with it with the Jets last week, uh, and then they get the doll. They travel to Miami for the Dolphins this week. Um, did you watch any of the Dolphins uh, Patriots game? No. So I did. I watched. I watched the whole game through the shortcut. Here's what I thought about the Dolphins. Um, 
they're kind of exactly what you'd expect, where their defense is decent um, after all the money they, they threw at it. But Fitzpatrick is still Fitzpatrick, where he's going to do some things that make you go, that's why he's been in the league for so long. And then some other throws that say, that's why he's been in the league for so long, and he still has to fight for his job every single year. Well, that's why he's been on what? Uh, I, I think 18 years in the last 10 years. So, or something, something, something like that. It's, it's, but, but he seems to always fight his way. But like we said, you know, he'll, he'll do whatever um, to just get there. But he, man, he made some really bad throws last week, um, three picks and uh, just didn't do them any favors. Uh, they were in this. They were in the game against New England. Um, you know, my game notes for for Patriots Dolphins last week say it was a three point game with ten minutes left. So I'm watching this game, and there's ten minutes left. I'm like, fucking Dolphins. They had a shot at this, and, um, and but they, they blew it. They, uh, they threw the interception in, in in the end zone, which would have made it a one score game. Mm-hmm. They would have had they with like a minute or two left. They would have had a chance at like an onside kick. I mean, they probably weren't going to win, but. I, I mean, I think I think the Patriots kind of just slowed the game down and said, "Listen, as long as we don't have a, a really bad turnover or anything, we're going to win this game." And they know, the, I think the Patriots know they don't have a lot of firepower, so yeah, they're not going they're not going to throw the ball over the field. But I think uh, when Miami comes up against a team that can that can move the ball downfield, they're they're going to have some really bad games. Yeah, um, my favorite stat from the from the Dolphins game last week was uh, Jordan Jordan Howard, uh, eight carries for seven yards and a touchdown. That's that better is, than that's better than Saquon's numbers. Yeah, it is, but that's a that's a total Jordan Howard stat line. If you were to give me that stat line and say who does that belong to, I might say Jordan Howard. Yeah, got in the end zone though. He did. He did indeed. Uh, from the from like the half yard mark. He got the end zone. Uh, but I, I got the Bills uh, in this one. Yeah, Bills easy. We're across the board. Um, this is a really easy. So if, if Bills-Jets was the easiest game to pick last week, Niners-Jets is the easiest game to pick this week. I will say a couple things and then let you take this one. Okay. Uh, to me, no shot. The Jets go 0-2. And to me, no shot that the uh, no shot the Niners go into, and no shot the Jets win this one. Yeah, uh, I think I think um, with expectations as high as they are for the 49ers, I think they came out and they they played really flat against Arizona. They played a really bad game. And they have some injuries right now. I mean, you go into a game with your two starting receivers out. You know, it, it can make some things tough. But the defense didn't play great. And like I said last week on the show, I said they had so much trouble containing Kyler Murray that I feel like he's going to make some plays with his legs that might make the difference. And it did. Uh, besides that and then throwing eight-yard eight, eight yard passes to Hopkins all day. But um, yeah, those were think, that. That was not the the type of routes that I expected for Hopkins. But um, look, I guess just get the ball in his hands any way you can. Well, they were they were just they were playing off of him. He, you know, they don't they don't switch sides. So so he was on Mosley's side most of the game. 
And, uh, you know, Mosley was backing off of him. And he just didn't want to get beat deep. And Hopkins was just getting, you know, his seven and eight yard plays. But uh, the Cardinals were good on third down. The 49ers were horrible on third. The 49ers were over their first nine on third down. They yeah, that, a, that, that's like the Bears, man. They were terrible on third down last week. You know, and they had, they had a fourth and, you know, not even a yard and couldn't get it. Uh, I was I, as soon as as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Why are they giving the ball to Mostert?" I didn't think Mostert should have been the guy on the one yard line getting the ball, but uh, they were worried about Tevin Coleman. They didn't want to play him too much. Uh, he has a sickle cell trait, so with the air quality, they were worried. But I yeah, said, "Shit, I if that. there was if there was one play you were going to play him, you know, he's a he's he's a good short yardage back." He gets yeah, low. Or give it to use check. I trust – I think I trust most or more than use check. Okay. Because use check doesn't carry the ball that that often. Yeah. I'd be worried he's going to fumble on fourth down. But I, I think Coleman should have been the guy getting the, getting the, getting the rock there. But um, Garoppolo had – statistically had – still had a good game. But he went like a quarter and a half where he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Mm. Uh, and, it, you know, it looked rough. And then they had a chance to win, and he, he marched him downfield and uh, had another underthrow. I know they came out and, you know, they tried to defend him and said Bourne should have come back to the ball, which he should have. But – and I get Garoppolo didn't he, – he thought it was better to underthrow it than overthrow it. But uh, he's got to – Bourne was wide open. He's got to make a better throw than that. Yeah, well, if, I there, think, if there's a defense it, to get right against, it's the Jets. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what's going to happen. I think uh, Shanahan's going to try, and I think he's actually going to try and run the score. I think he's going to come out early. Build, build some confidence. The, yeah, I think he wants to come out with some big plays early, and I don't know if he'll—I don't know if he'll get like out of character, but I think he'll have some plays that that he wants to uh, make a big splash with. But you know, again, Kittle is banged up. They—they they said he won't practice all week, mm-hmm. but uh, he still has a chance to play. Uh, so I, they're, I they're think if there's for, even any doubt, they hold them out because it's the Jets. Because it's the Jets, yeah. yeah. So I think I kind of think that's what's going to happen, and they're just saying uh, that he might play. But um, you know, Jordan Reed has looked good, so it's the Jets. As long as Jordan Reed doesn't get hit in the head. <laughs> Things will be good. I could so I think we'll I think we'll get the win. win. The best thing, the best thing for the 49ers right now is they have all these injuries, and the schedule is kind of their friend right now. They've got the Jets this week, the Giants next week, uh, the Dolphins, and then the Eagles. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a nice get right streak right there. For sure. All right. So so far we're we're in agreement on every single game. Uh, Rams Eagles. Oh, but wait. Yeah. 
Le'Veon Bell not playing for the Jets might no. be better. He, it might be worse. It, it might be better. Frank Gore is uh, he's 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 kind of got that uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, fountain of youth. I mean, he looks he still looks really he, good. He was their leading rusher last week. Yeah. Yeah, he's still got it, man. These these guys have their amazing workout routine. And uh, I think Matthew Barry said, I don't I don't think anybody loves Frank Gore more, more than uh Mom, Mama Gore and Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah. Well, Adam <laughs> did you see uh the Jets owner said that Adam Gase is a offensive genius? He, I think he meant offensive. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure that's what he meant it's funny because greeny was like uh i was watching espn and greeny he said he's like i don't get it and he's a huge jets fan. oh he absolutely bleeds green he's <laughs> like i don't get where you're coming from and you <laughs> said he's an offensive genius where are you talking about somebody else <laughs> no, no i'll stick to i'll stick to the fact that he meant offensive uh, Rams, Eagles, uh, Eagles could be in for a long season here. Uh, they look to have their fair share of issues on both sides of the ball. They've almost all of them could be attributed to injury. You know, I mean, when, when I was watching this game, uh, and there was one series where the Eagles, I think they kicked a field goal, but they got points. They had, they gave up three sacks on the drive. And I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a team give up three sacks on a drive in an NFL game and still get points. Yeah. It's crazy. They, they, so they gave up eight sacks. I think it was their most, uh, most sacks given up in like 18 years or something like that. Was that, uh, did, did you hear that? Quite, uh, quite... I, didn't, I didn't hear the, the length of, of time, but it's been a very long time. But there, there honestly could have been double-digit sacks. Carson Wentz got out of probably three or four sacks. Like, he was dead to rights. He, he was running for his life. Uh, and then he wasn't helping the situation either. Um, no. he, he went backwards several times. He, he made some bad decisions to kind of tuck the ball a little early. Um, the vibes are not good in Philly. Um, I think they're helped out. <laughs> He, he really could have had, like, four interceptions. He had the one that was called back and the mm-hmm. one that was dropped. Yeah. Um, their offensive line is banged up. They had some injuries on the defensive line last week. They made some big changes to their secondary, uh, releasing some, some starters before the season and uh, elected to go a little younger. Their receivers are hurt. And Miles Sanders missed last week. It was just it's kind of a shit show in Philly um, to, to lose to a division rival that – and I get it. Division Divisional games are always crazy and anything can happen. But there are probably not many people who thought that the Washington football team would not be a bottom five team coming into the league. Uh, and this is a team just a few years removed from the Super Bowl with Super Bowl aspirations, again, unrealistic or not. That that hurts, losing losing that game. Uh, and the Rams seem to be uh, – look, their, their defense was 
really good. Their defensive line is amazing. They were getting after uh, Dak all last week. They, for the most part, held Zeke in check. And they're a team that's probably in a better position coming into this game than the Eagles are, especially when it comes to injuries. This is this is not a good matchup for, for Philly. Uh, the Rams are only favor, favored by a point, but you know I, I think it could easily be more than that. Uh, I, I think the Rams win this one. I think this is uh, I think I think the game is going to go like the second half of the, the Washington Philly game. Uh, I think uh, the Rams will will get out to a hot start, um, and. Aaron Donald's Philly, not a dude you want to see when you're having offensive line issues. No, but but Philly, uh, even if they get Sanders back this week, um, I I just don't have I don't have the the confidence that they're going to play a whole game. Plus, they're having a lot of problems with with Zach Ertz and and he he and Howie Roseman are going back and forth. Yeah, they, they had some words. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Eagles dropped to 0-2 in our, our prediction here. Um, man, we're, we're lockstep here with the predictions this week. Uh, Broncos-Steelers. Steelers absolutely destroyed the, uh, the Giants passing attack last week, saved the one uh, deep pass from uh, Daniel Jones to Slayton. They got after them the entire game. And the Broncos line didn't look so stout against the Titans. I think we may have another repeat of of, of the pressure that the Steelers put on. Steelers uh, big big favorites in this one. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Steelers will, will be knocking Drew Drew Lock all over the field. Um, they the way they handled. Uh, Barkley last week makes me think that they can handle just about any running back in the league. So I think they're, you know, I think they'll be able to get on Ingram. Uh, I don't think, I don't think uh, Lindsay's playing this week. No, no, it's, he's looking, looking doubtful. Yeah. So uh, it looked like uh, big Ben kind of knocked the rust off late in the second quarter and started cruising. I think he keeps, keeps going with that. He had some uh, he had some nice throws. I think um, he looked good in the second half. He did, and I think that's you know I think there's going to be a big year in in Pittsburgh. Still really hard to bring down, man. He escaped from there was there was a couple of plays where he actually ended up getting sacked, but he got out of one or two before that. Um, he's the, uh, the scramble. He still had. playing his game. Scramble. Yeah. So scramble fucking, he had. so I, slow. I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly how heavy the piano that he had on his back was <laughs> he, he trucked down there with the piano on his back he, you know he had he did have a lot of green there and ton, tons of room to run um and good to see that he's still willing to tuck it and run uh the broncos like, broncos are like supposed that. to get Cortland sutton back this week so that's a good thing for them but um i if, if they can't beat the titans at home they can't beat the steelers on the road Right, right. 
Steelers. All right. Clean sweep so far. Um, We're either going to both do really well or really poorly this week. (laughs) Who'd you pick, Cleveland or Cincinnati? Um, Well, oh, in this game – yeah, well, uh, we should we probably should have let off with that, considering it's almost halftime now. Uh, mm. But I, I think Cleveland wins this one. Okay. Yeah, it's it's close though. It's fourteen ten Cleveland right now. Um, I, I and I only say that because I do have some faith in in the Browns' offense, and if they can't get it done at home, in, coming off mm. of a loss to the season against opener Cincinnati. against Cincinnati, then I'm just wrong. And uh, I'm hedging my bet here and or not hedging my bet. I'm, I'm sticking my guns and saying that the Browns are going to win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you? I got, you know, I'm going with my man. I go, go with Baker. Go with my man, Baker. Baker. Come touchdown, on, touchdown maker. Uh, Panthers bucks. Uh, Panthers had the struggles that I thought they would last week. Um, it was more defensive uh, concerns that I had uh, starting four rookies in a year where there were no uh, preseason games uh, against a veteran quarterback and veteran coach. Uh, I just didn't think there was any shot that they won that game, but they were competitive. Uh, Teddy, Teddy B did his thing where he, he uh, he didn't turn the ball over. He he made some good decisions. Um, he just didn't do enough to win. Well, the, the defense failed. I mean, they gave up, what, 34 points? 34 points, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think Teddy did enough for them to, to beat the Raiders. I don't think he'll be able to do enough to, to beat the Bucks, though. Uh, the the uh, – I think the Bucks have the bounce back game offensively. Defensively, they looked good. Breeze did not like dominate them. No. Yeah. That, and we thought we both we both thought that was going to be a big shootout. Yep. I think a lot of people did. I mean the I think the over under was like forty nine or something like that. And I don't think we're gonna be talking about uh Tom Brady uh fucking up this week. I think Tom has, I think Tom has a good game. Um, I, I'm even going to say Gronk Gronk scores a touchdown in this game. You know, all off season I've been saying that Brady might be the weak link on that offense, and that's what it looked like week one. He did not look sharp. He threw a pick six. Uh, three, what is it? Three out of his last four starts, he's thrown a pick six. So I will. We shall see. Um, but again, same deal. I just don't see, I don't see them going to Owen two at home uh, against a division rival. So, um, I think the bucks, I think they try to feed Mike Evans in this one. Uh, last week was just <laughs> a weird, a weird scenario, uh, for them. Uh, you got Bruce Arian saying that, uh, any week where they throw the ball to number 13, less than 10 times is uh, a failure. So I think that kind of tells you they're going to target him quite a bit. Um, he only had four targets last week, one catch, one catch for two yards. Um, now it was a touchdown, but one, one catch for two yards. Come on. Yeah, and it was, it was like the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. But he did have, he did have 
he had a play where he probably would have had about a 50-yard gain if not a touchdown. Uh, early in the game, he got interfered. He got interfered with. And uh, but for the but they they weren't they weren't forcing it to him. But they that's, they that's looked Brady. a little out of sync, which is to be expected. But Brady's not a guy who's going to be like, all right, I got to get him ten targets. You know, even when they had Moss, they still moved the ball around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? whoever's open. Right, and you know, so if. You're gonna double up on if you're gonna if you're gonna pay attention to Evans and Godwin and Gronk and OJ Howard. He's right. Scotty Miller's gonna uh, uh, Scotty Miller's gonna Baker. get all. You're gonna get a lot of love. Baker just overthrew Odell for another forty-yard touchdown. Damn it! Mm. He had him beat too. No safety help over the top. That sucks. Um, yeah, well, God, Godwin's in uh, concussion protocol this week, so uh, there's there's a chance he doesn't play. So um, your your prediction of Gronk uh, coming through may may happen. Uh, both both on the Bucks this week. Yeah, Washington football team against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I actually think. Stick with me here. I actually think Washington's strength of their defensive front and their pass rush could hurt them this week. I could see it's, Kyler Murray ripping off a 50-yard touchdown. It, it's the same thing that happened with uh, the 49ers last week. The The game was, uh, you know, they, they, they stayed in their lanes. They weren't getting sacks because they were staying in their, their – pass rush lanes and they weren't letting uh, Murray get, you know, slip out. But the second half, I think they started getting tired and they, and they were like, we were like half a step away from sacking him and they lost their discipline. And he had, I think he had like 90 yards rushing in the second half. Yeah. So, but I could see the same, especially with Washington having a young line. Yeah, you know, yeah, young see them over pursuing and just, you know, right, saying I could get him, I could get him, and he's a slippery motherfucker. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, and Washington secondary is I, good. Good luck uh, covering D Hop. I mean, I think the Niners were were focused on on stopping D Hop, and they couldn't get it done. Well, I think the 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 game plan was, and it was working, and the game plan really wasn't bad. Was let him have the little tiny stuff underneath and then we'll stuff him. And mm-hmm. for most of the game that worked. The only problem is we, you know, they had the, they got a, they got a, a cheap touchdown off of, uh, they had a block punt. And yeah, uh, yeah that, that turned, changed them. I mean, it was early, but that definitely yeah, swung the momentum was, Arizona's way. It was 10 nothing. It was 10 nothing. And they got it. They got a big stop on third down. It's third and short, they got a big stop, and then they blocked the kick. Next thing you know, it was a dogfight. It was back and forth after that. Yeah, absolutely. Both Arizona. Uh, Ravens, Texans. Uh, I have very little notes from, from the Ravens game last week against the Browns, so here's what I got. Uh, Browns are still the Browns. 
Mark Andrews may be the third best tight end in the NFL. And Lamar just makes it look so easy. <laughs> it's just watching their offense when their offense is clicking. It's very similar to Kansas city. And the fact that it just looks like it's unstoppable and it looks effortless. It is, it's frustrating to me as a Bears fan who's never had the experience of having an offense look effortless watching that team play because Lamar takes the snap, he rolls, he runs for five or 15 yards, or he just finds an open receiver. It's it just the way they yeah. have it You're schemed sure. for him to make simple reads or put him in a position to run the ball is just – remarkable you're more surprised when they get stopped than yes. when uh, when they have a big play and when i when andrews came into the league i kept saying he's gonna be a, he's like i i told my wife i said you better watch out in pittsburgh because andrews is is going to be a problem oh you just you know he's he's a product of oklahoma but he saved baker Baker's bacon on big, several occasions. Big fan of Andrews. Um, he was on several of the games I had to do for, for uh, PFF. Um, he was their focus. <laughs> he, was, he was just always on the field. He was always getting the ball. And you could just see, like, he's an NFL tight end. Uh, and him as a security blanket for, for Lamar is just it's a, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, and he's he's a big dude, and he knows how to he, he 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 plays jump balls like a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he just uses his body his and gets and it. Uses his body, and and that's what he does. He goes up and gets it, and he makes tough catches. And I mean, he he gets a lot of wide open looks in uh, in Baltimore's offense. That's why I don't know what. Uh, Hurst got from Atlanta, but I, there's no way I would have left Baltimore. Yeah. And, and and with 450 uh, yards from Matt Ryan last week, uh, Hurst ended up with three for 39. So he, he may have been better off staying there as the second fiddle. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we shall see. Uh, so Ravens-Texans this week um, – this is, you know, we we've been saying a lot. I don't. This is a good team. I don't think they go to zero and two at home. I do think the Texans go to zero two zero and two at home. I don't. I don't see. Uh, I I could see a scenario where they beat the Ravens, where um, uh, Lamar has an off game, and uh, maybe JJ is able to keep him in the pocket a little bit, and they can scheme. And um, Deshaun Watson has a good game. I, I, I could see it happening. I just don't think it will. Yeah, no, it's not happening. It, if the Texans come out and they have a game plan, anything like what they were playing against uh, uh, Kansas City last week, I mean, the way Edwards Hilaire ran on them, uh, the combination of, of uh, Lamar, uh, D.K. Dobbins, and Ingram, should scare the, the life out of them. They obviously don't have the same passing game as Kansas City, so they're not going to play – they're not going to play them with that safety, you know, 20 yards off the line. But they're going to have to respect the, the pass. Yeah, and, and I, do, I do think 
Baltimore is going to want to get the running game going last week because um, take Lamar out of the formula completely. Uh, Mark Ingram averaged 2.9 yards per carry. J.K. Dobbins, 3.1 yards per carry. Um, Gus Edwards, 4.3. So it, it wasn't all gravy for them. Their average, uh, if you take Jackson out, was, uh, was pretty bad. Um, they had 23 carries for 53 or 63 yards. So not, but, not good. But don't forget, I still think Cleveland has a pretty good defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so it wasn't like they were playing against a bad defense there. And I, I don't I, think, and I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in Houston's defense. I agree. Yep. I agree. So uh, we both got Baltimore in this one. Uh, we're going to have to disagree on one of these games. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just pick one at the end if we get to, get to the end and we're all, all on the same page. Uh, let's see. What's next? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Hold on. I lost my place here. Uh, next game on the schedule is Saints Raiders. This is the last game, actually. I think we're going to be in agreement across the board here. Um, yep. Uh, despite the fact that Michael Thomas is likely not going to play. Um, he's not playing. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, have they ruled him out? I don't think they have. I mean, I don't think he's going to, cause he's got a high ankle sprain. Uh, uh, touchdown. I saw they said he was going to miss several weeks. They did. They did, but they haven't actually ruled him out yet. Um, and he has told uh, every, anybody who'll listen that he wants to play because it's on Monday night. But uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this is all like uh, smoke and mirrors and, and uh, yeah. wishful thinking. Uh, but um, I, I don't know. I got Saints in this one. I, I, I just. I, I don't see the, the Raiders uh, winning despite uh, that home field advantage of Allegiant Stadium. That that thing is beautiful. That is, in my opinion, the second nicest stadium in the league behind uh, the new SoFi Stadium. I don't think it helps them. I don't think the building that they're playing in helps them win the football game. No. And, no, I mean, New Orleans – with Michael Thomas or without Michael Thomas this is a better football team than the Raiders. Yeah. I think so, Sanders, Sanders will step up Uh Beetlejuice senior. Yeah. Um, Jared Cook looked really good last week. Um, <laughs> five, five for 80. He, uh, he, he's a good match for Drew Brees. I feel like he's the exact type of tight end um, that he needs. Big athletic uh, up the seam kind of guy. Uh Yep. Yeah. He makes the, uh, you know, he, exactly. He, he's kind of, he's kind of in that, that Jimmy Graham mold. He's not quite as tall as, as uh, Graham, but he's, he's that long athletic uh, guy that that's going to make the big uh, jumping catches over the middle and, you know, deep down the seam. So, I know he had he had a couple of really nice touchdowns against the the Niners last year until uh, until somebody had a uh, illegal hit on him. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and I think I think they really try to get uh, Kamara going this week too. Um, he got off to a hot start last week, but then uh, kind of fizzled off, and uh, that's not what you want when you just pay somebody seventy five million dollars. Right. No, that is not what you want. Yeah, and you, you don't you don't want we 12, 12 carries for sixteen yards. That's not what you want. And I know he had the two touchdowns, but they it wasn't like he had a you know some spectacular forty yard touchdown. Yeah, but, I mean, look, this is we, – we both had concerns. We both said we wouldn't have paid Kamara what they paid him. And look at the, look at this stat sheet here. So, home opener against uh, a division rival that is potentially a lot better than they were last year. After you just got paid and you average 1.3 yards per carry, um, but they get five, five for 51 with a touchdown. I mean, it, his his – Skill set is is good. It's interesting. I just you need a running back that can carry the load if you're going to pay him that much money. That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, he's, I mean, here's, here's the thing. You know where you know I I kind of wish he he had of uh, he had a left New Orleans, and uh, I wouldn't mind if like he'd be great in San Francisco. Oh, he would Where, be in in, uh, in Shanahan's offense. He would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd be talking about Kamara as an MVP if he was in that offense. It, it's the way they would use him. The way they would use him. Yeah, but he's locked up in New Orleans for at least the next four years, uh, and New Orleans will get the win. Wow. So we're uh, we're either going to do really well or really poorly this week. So you'll be two games ahead of me next week. Yeah, yeah. So, so last week, uh, uh, Mike, you went uh, nine and seven. I went eleven and five. Uh, my my risks didn't pay off. I really did think uh, that the Dolphins were gonna uh, somehow win this game uh, against against the uh, Patriots, but uh, I we didn't have a lot of faith in Brady being the guy. I shouldn't say being the guy because he's clearly the guy in Tampa Bay. But <laughs> Brady being Brady in Tampa Bay, we thought there was a drop-off. I've said a couple of times that uh, he may be the weak link on that offense. But I think I underestimated, despite the fact that I think he's the greatest coach in, in, in all of sports, I think I underestimated Belichick a little bit because he completely changed their offense um, and and put Cam in a really good position. A lot of design runs for him last week. 15 for 75, I think, was the final stat line. He only threw the ball 19 times, and he didn't take a lot of hits. Uh, so it was like, hey, look, I'll call this kind of game for you. Um, you just got to promise me that you're you're not going to get the, the shit kicked out of you. And uh, they, they really just drew up a pretty nice game plan. Granted, it was against the Dolphins, but I, I thought they I did a good job. Yeah, they did. Um, I, like I said earlier, they, they kind of slowed it down. They asked Cam to make a few plays for him. He made them. I think as long as they get into to that, like, hey, okay, Cam, we need you to make a couple plays. Like, it might one game it might be, and he's got to throw two touchdowns, and in the next game it might be asked to run for two touchdowns. But I think he's going to have to give you two or three touchdowns a game for new england to win yeah yeah we'll 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 see um the uh they're gonna play a lot better teams than miami 
the AFC East isn't the best division in football. I think that belongs to the NFC West, um, but it might be the most interesting division in football. So before we go, let's, uh, let's talk a little NBA here. Um, wow. Denver How about Nuggets. There's a, new, there's a new big game, James. There's a new big game, James. Right. And that's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. I'm guessing his real name is James. Uh, I, w- I would say that's a pretty safe bet. Right. Did you see him in game one? Yeah. I mean, that playoff Jimmy, man. Yeah, I, I feel like it, he gets the, when he gets the ball with uh, the clock going down or if they're, you know, you're down by two and you need a big shot. I feel like it's going in. You know how there's certain guys and you feel like, all right, if they shoot this shot, they're going to make it. That, mm-hmm. That's just the kind of – like even when you're a kid and, and, and you're at the park, there's always that one kid who's like two points away from Oak or, or you know, like it's the last game is the last point to 11 or 21 or whatever you're playing to. And if they have the ball, they could throw up the biggest prayer. And it's going. And it's going. In. Yeah. You know who was like that? You know who was like that? Who? Damien. <laughs> if Damien got to, if he got to like game point, he would throw up some crazy fade away. And it, it was fine in the net. And it's just like the bottom of the net. <laughs> so that's how I feel about uh Butler. Like if if there's a if there's a play that you need to and it's not like he's he's looking for one particular shot like he's going to shoot the three or he's, he's looking for it off the dribble like if they give him a lane like he might have to drive to the lane i've seen him hit foul shots at the end of a game to win a game i mean the dude is clutch and you know we saw some serious clutch play from from uh playoff jimmy and we saw one of who I would have said was probably the most clutch player in the NBA, his team with one of the saddest collapses I've, I've seen in a playoff series. Uh, Kawhi and the Clippers really, I mean, like if shit the bed were a team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, it, if it wasn't for the fact that the Nuggets had just come back from a 3 1 series, it would look even, I, I feel like it helps their case a little bit because the Nuggets are a team on a mission and being the first team in NBA history to come back from 3-1 deficits in two consecutive series gives you a little something that that the the Heat just or sorry the um the Clippers just look like another speed bump there but man that was an epic collapse they but you know they're the better that's, team that's the difference that's the difference you said how the Nuggets were just on a mission and they just wanted it that should have been the Clippers. That should have been the Clippers. I never heard any. I've never heard anything like this before. A team with with, you know, just such a great team, and then somebody say, I think Paul George said uh, something on the lines of winning was never our, our, you know, it, like it wasn't win or bust, like it wasn't championship or bust. And I'm like, how do you have a team like that and you don't have the mentality of it's the end of the world if we don't win a championship? Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly it, what it, happened. <laughs> like, I can see if it wasn't if you don't win a championship, but if you don't, like, they should have at least 
at very least been in the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. Yeah, they should they shouldn't have gotten embarrassed until um until the Lakers. I yeah. think they looked I think they looked past uh the Nuggets cuz watching them play it was like okay we're, we're going to turn it on at some point. We're going to turn it on at some point and they never did. And they just never did. Yeah. They never did. Like how do you lose they had a 19 point lead and a 16 point lead. I've never I've never seen a quote unquote great team blow so many big leads. And yeah. it wasn't just it wasn't just Denver. They they blew they were blowing leads against they had Dallas beat every game. They did. They and, did. They just went yet, to sleep. It's like they get up 12, 13, 14 points and they think the other team is just rolling over. And then they they're coming down and they're shooting fadeaway three pointers. <laughs> yeah, like they, if, if they, I have if I have Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George, and I'm up 16 points, there's no way I'm losing. I'm like Paul, take the ball to the hole. Like I understand there's more zone defenses and things like that now, so they're they're more baiting guys to shoot the three, but. Kawhi, anytime he wants to get to the, the front of the rim, he gets there. Like, I don't know why that's not the, the, the game plan. I don't know why Doc Rivers didn't have him like that. But I'm just glad I'm not an L.A. Clippers fan. Poor Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson probably, is a diehard Clippers fan. <laughs> he had a rough I week. might not have been able to get on this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that, that's an epic collapse. Absolutely. Before um, the and, game, I said, I don't know if they'll win. But they don't deserve it. They didn't deserve to to win that series in Game Seven. No, not at all. And uh, the Heat are now up two zero on the Celtics, so uh, it it seems like um, we we might be destined for a uh, a Heat Lakers. Although I guess I shouldn't count the Nuggets out. I guess I shouldn't count the Nuggets out. Well, you don't count the Celtics out. That's true. We've also it's no one has home court advantage, so it's not like anybody's losing home court advantage or taking advantage but, of it. But the Heat have lost what one one game in the playoffs so far. Well, they have. I mean, but they they haven't played the Celtics every game. That, so, that's true. But the you know the at, at one point chance. people thought the Bucks were coming out of the East, no questions asked. And Celtics had the chance to win both of these games at the end of the game. Yeah. And and if we're going to talk about the Heat, you cannot not talk about Bam out of Bayo. What a block! What a block! That, just the balls, the balls to to go for that block. But you know the Celtics were up big in this game, and they lost. Yeah, uh, looks like the Heat outscored them in, in the third quarter. It's like these teams come out from halftime, and they're just flat. You know, well, they outscored thirty-seven to seventeen in the third quarter. The Celtics didn't take enough threes in this game. That was their problem. Uh, was that it? <laughs> they only, they only, they only shot twenty-eight threes. They only shot twenty. Yeah, he shot 40, 43 fucking three pointers. Oh, Joe Burrow! Ninety shots. They had ninety shots. Forty-three of them were three pointers. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Uh, that's not even news anymore. 
It's news if it doesn't happen. That's why I was looking at the Celtics. I'm like, damn, they only shot 28 threes. Unbelievable. All right, so that'll wrap it up uh, for this week's edition of the Lockdown Sports Podcast. Mike, I love Eric. I love watching sports while we're recording because seeing seeing this game, which is actually has a lot more points on the board than I expected, uh, the over is going to hit here for sure, and I I, I pounded the under. Um, we are at uh, 21 13 Browns going into the half, a total of 33 points. The over was 43 and a half. Um, and both these, both the quarterbacks looking pretty good. Burrow is headed for his first 300 yard game 18 for 28, 170 yards, touchdown, no picks. And my man Baker. 11 for 14, 167, two tilts. So after so, after this week's uh, – last week's game against the Ravens, I took Baker out of my flex position for this week and, and put in Tannehill. And then right before the game, probably about 740, I said, you know what? I believed in Baker two weeks ago. I should believe in him now. And I put him in. And it's paying off because he's already got me 17, 17 points at half. You know, just make sure he doesn't he doesn't do one of those four interceptions in a half kind of thing. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen. All right, until next time, America. Keep it classy, ladies and gentlemen. We're living in classless times. Indeed, <laughs> it's my word of the day. <laughs>